try fighting the law all you want, but the law is always going to win. From politicians and celebrities to sports figures and business leaders, they're fighting the law. Now here to sort out the nation's top legal news stories is America's favorite legal analyst, Royal Oaks. This is the Royal Oak Show. Welcome to the show, the very first edition of the Royal Oak Show on CRN Digital Talk Radio. So because this is first, we've got to thank those who made this possible. First, of course, Mike Horn, CEO of CRN Digital Talk Radio. It's revolutionary. It's groundbreaking. And also Steve Syatt of SSA Public Relations. You know, folks, if you've been represented by Rob Goldstone, the guy over in Russia who got Don Jr. into a lot of trouble, and maybe you're looking for a better PR guy, I'd, I'd suggest Steve Syatt. Fire Rob and hire Steve. Uh, Steve is a miracle worker. Steve will not set up a meeting that will put you into prison. I can guarantee that. So let's get to it. We've got a country to save. Uh-oh. I'm in trouble. That's Larry Elder's line. Larry's a lawyer, right? Right? Engineer Jose Arana is, is helping. We actually have two engineers here. Mike Gary also. Uh, Jose, you think I'm in trouble with uh, Larry Elder? Perhaps perhaps there'll be a lawsuit uh, as a result of me using his signature line? I think Larry Elder would be excited and glad that you used the line. I love it. You're a glass-is-half-full kind of guy. So, we got the fastest-moving hour in radio coming up here. Let me give you a little overview about what the Royal Oak Show is going to get into today. First, of course, and foremost, the O.J. Simpson story. Gosh, the story that just won't go away. I was talking about it in June 1994 and in the fall of 94 and basically ever since. So next Thursday, ladies and gentlemen, in Lovelock, Nevada, O.J. Simpson is going to step into a, a studio, actually. They're going to have him on video, and his parole hearing is going to be held, and we're going to find out that day if the seven-member Nevada Parole Board, who, by the way, is going to be down in Vegas listening to O.J. Simpson, we're going to find out if they're going to spring O.J., and if they do, what will happen is... He'll be out about October 1. So we're going to talk about that with our friend Jim Moray, chief correspondent of Inside Edition. We're also going to talk this hour about Donald Trump Jr.'s troubles. Is he going to be going off to prison? Big question is, did he solicit from the Russians interesting information about Hillary Clinton, something of value? We're going to find out whether or not he's guilty, as Tim Kaine, who ran for vice president, thinks maybe guilty of treason. We're also going to talk about Obamacare reform. Huge week coming up uh, when it comes to the law of health care in the United States. Is it finally going to happen? Are we finally going to repeal and replace Obamacare? It's Ted Cruz's excellent adventure. He seems to think he's got the solution. And so we're going to find out next week whether or not there is a change in Obamacare in the offing. We're also going to get into a really serious topic of the right to die. Here in California, you have a, an assisted suicide law, but there's a big flaw to it, and we're going to tell you what that flaw is. We're also going to talk about a few examples of our wild and wacky legal system, uh, a grandma's low-speed chase you won't believe. So all that's on the docket for the Royal Oak Show. And by the way, if you'd like to reach us, let me get you the telephone number. It's 818-818-6401. That's 818-818-6401. And if you'd like to send us a tweet, it's at CRN Digital Talk. That's at CRN Digital Talk here on the Royal Oak Show. So the O.J. Simpson story, that is what is on the docket. Uh, he has, of course, been rotting in prison in Nevada for the last nine years. And a lot of people say, well, that's good. Uh, I mean, it's not as good as capital punishment, which is what the district attorney could have gone for with respect to O.J. Simpson back in the mid-90s. But a little payback isn't so bad. But that's probably not what the the Nevada Parole Board is going to be saying. The betting is that they are going to be very receptive to O.J. Simpson's request to be let out. Well, we have on the line right now our friend Jim Murray, chief correspondent with Inside Edition, and he's going to actually be in Nevada next week, so he's going to be on the scene. Jim, welcome to the Royal Oak Show. How are you? 
I'm great. How are you doing, Royal? Doing swell, and I have to thank you for coming on. I know you're a busy guy. I know you're getting ready. You're packing your bags to, to go to Lovelock, and everybody knows Jim Murray. Uh, Jim, uh, gosh, you you, uh, you were a Channel 7 reporter. You uh, headed up national shows for CNN. Uh, you've been the chief correspondent with Inside Edition for a long time. And somebody told me, Jim, that you're actually an author, too. I believe you've, you've <laughs> penned a memoir. Now, we, we've had a little fun with this in the past on the radio, but I, I always like to give it a plug because, ladies and gentlemen, The Last Day of My Life is the name of uh, Jim Murray's book. It is a poignant, wonderful book about his life. Uh, so I, I think people ought to go out and buy it. I just, just before we get into the O.J. Simpson situation, Jim, I'm just curious, because I was reading about William Buckley, who wrote what, 50 books in his lifetime. How long did, you ta- did it take you to write your book, The Last Day of My Life? It took me, I would say, about six to seven months, including polishing and rewriting, which sounds like a long time, I know. It, but, um, but it, it, you know, you, want, you, you, you look at it, you write it, then you rewrite it, then you rewrite it. And then the whole process of getting it to an agent and selling it, I would say it was about seven months. Well, you see, the reason I mentioned it is I just wanted to kind of give you, to kid you a little bit, because according to what I read, William Buckley had a a chalet in Switzerland he would go to every summer, and uh, he would basically just hole up and write his book, and he would write his book in seven or eight days. Now, I don't want to make you feel inadequate. Thank you. I feel... I feel inadequate anyway, but that only adds to the inadequacy that I already feel. Thank you. <laughs> well, let's let's turn to somebody who probably feels pretty darn inadequate for, for having done something so stupid after he, he beat the rap on murder. O.J. Simpson has been in prison in Nevada for nine years, yeah. and Jim Murray of Inside Edition is going to be covering the story of his parole hearing held next week. I guess, as I understand it, he's going to be up in Lovelock? He'll in be in prison? Lovelock, and then the... The actual hearing is in Carson City, and it'll be joined via video link so that people can testify at either location. Some family members may go to like other witnesses, and the parole board will be in Carson City. And, and incidentally, I, I anchored for CNN all of the You, you know, I, I remember that. And actually, yeah. your line's breaking up just a little, Jim, so hopefully it'll it'll come back. But what Jim was saying, if you couldn't make that out, is he anchored the coverage gavel to gavel. And it really was amazing for, for those of you folks who, who weren't around in the mid-'90s to, uh, to be part of the obsession. It was like the national attention span stretched to the snapping point, but it just never snapped. People could not get enough of it. I knew, I know all news radio stations would devote their entire day, uh, as I recall, Jim, to nothing but the gavel to gavel coverage with Marsha Clark yelling at Johnny Cochran and so on and it, it, so he was just the story it was it was called the yeah, trial of the century it. so Jim what are what's the betting in terms of the chances for Simpson to, to get sprung at this point is this line better for you Royal oh yeah here we go this is better okay. thanks good yeah uh, I was yeah, just asking the chances what what's the crazy. betting it was crazy covering this case. I remember I logged something like a thousand hours online, and and I'll tell you something. Um, you, you know, regard my my personal feeling. You and I are both lawyers, and 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 uh, I, I caught the last bit of, of what you were talking about as you were introducing the story. Look, no matter what you feel about the criminal case, uh, you, you know it, it's not right or or fair for this case to have been payback. And I suspect it was in many, many ways. I think he was overcharged. I think he was overconvicted. He got something, I think he got 33 years. He's already been paroled as to many of the counts. That was four years ago. That's why I think this is going to go in his favor. I, I really do. And I think he probably deserves to get out. I know a lot of people will be shocked to hear me say that, but he's the only one who's, who's in prison. All the people who actually had the guns, his co-conspirators, they didn't serve time. They they basically turned evidence, testified on him, uh, against him. And um, look, it was like the Keystone Cops, and and I don't minimize the fact that somebody could have been hurt or killed, but it was a it was a stupid botched moronic burglary or or robbery attempt rather. And and um, you know I, I think he's done his time. We're talking with Jim Murray, chief correspondent for Inside Edition. Jim, what kind of life do you think O.J. Simpson is going to have after he gets out? As I recall, after he was found not guilty, and even after he was found liable in the civil case in order to pay $30 bucks, uh, of which he's paid, I think, about a half a million, 
he was out partying. He was out, you know, making videos. He, he was being a very public person. It's like he couldn't separate himself from that pre-murder O.J. Simpson. What do you see a, as his kind of life on the outside? I think to many people after that criminal case, he was understandably a pariah. You know, he couldn't. He 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 lived in Brentwood. He I, I remember going to the dance recital the day the day of the actual murders. My daughter was in the same dance recital as his daughter, and I really? I saw him that year and the year before at the recital. He was like a god. People would come up to him, O.J. Juice, how you doing? Can you sign this? Can I take a picture with you? Can I say hello to you? People loved him, and after. After the case and all of those revelations, he, he really couldn't go to the places he used to go. He, he, was, he was reviled. He was turned away. Nobody wanted to be around him. He does have fans. Uh, but his life is very different, and I suspect will always be very different. You know, look, he's a lot older now. Um, uh, and, and I don't think that this is the kind of thing you just forgive and forget. You know, what, what he did... And I know, look, he was found not guilty, but he was also found civilly liable and responsible for these two horrific deaths. And I don't think he'll ever have the life that he longs for or used to have. No, I'm sure you're right. You know, you were talking about what I think is the conventional wisdom. Most people are betting, you know, he'll probably get out. If you go through these factors and, you know, you read in the, in the paper, well, we look at uh, your age. And if you're over 41, right. you're more likely to get parole. They have they actually have a little scoreboard and they tote up the points. Uh, if you have a history of a criminal violent activity, that's a strike against you. Well, uh, he right. doesn't have any convictions, so people aren't don't want Correct. to hear that. And then, uh, this is fun, this is a fun fact, Jim Murray, he's, he's male, so that's a strike against him because if you're female, you're less likely to, uh, to commit crimes. I guess where I'm headed with this is, since not everybody gets out, since it's a bit of a, of a, a blurry scorecard, why can't, you know, if they're going to give you factors for your age and your sex, why not consider a factor, oh yeah, he killed two people. Now, you know, don't tell me he was found not guilty. A jury of 12 people in Santa Monica unanimously voted saying he killed two people and he should pay $30 million. So I guess my perspective is, it really wouldn't bother me too much if the parole board, you could call it a payback, but you could also just say, you know, shouldn't you take the whole guy into consideration? And isn't that you an should. argument for, for saying no to him? Uh, you, look, as a lawyer, you're making a good argument, uh, although he was paroled on many of the counts. Um, so you have to look at look at the crimes for which he's now serving, Right. And, and you have to also look at, is this a reasonable sentence for, for him to be kept behind bars? He served nine years, which, look, you, you and I know of cases where people have committed far worse crimes than he was convicted of in Las Vegas and served one or two years or gotten probation. Right. Look at the people he was involved with. They got probation. What one one person who was convicted, his conviction was overturned. So you, you still have to look at the totality of that crime that for which he's serving. And then also look at his time behind bars. Look at look at his behavior. Has he changed? Has he shown any any rehabilitation? Has has he has he been a good inmate? And then you look at his age, and then you look at the other factors. I, I'm not suggesting it's a slam dunk. I'm just suggesting that it's not unreasonable for him to, to be paroled. And if he gets parole, he, he won't be out immediately. He probably wouldn't get out until at least October. I hear you, Jim Moran. I have a feeling your prediction is going to be correct, and I know you'll be up in Nevada. We'll look forward to seeing your reports on Inside Edition. Thank you so much for taking out part of your weekend and sharing it with us. I'm so sorry I had to switch phones. I apologize. So I'm going to go see Spider-Man in about an hour, <laughs> and I suspect that that will be more realistic than the cable news I've been watching for the last six months. Have a so good I'll time. Give you, I'll give you an update after I talk when I see you again. See you soon, Jim Murray. Stay with us. This is Royal Oaks. We'll be back on CRN with the Royal Oaks Show. 
Credit cards are sure fun to use, perhaps a little addicting, and they kind of make you feel rich. Well, if you're like most Americans, you've got over five maxed out credit cards in your pocket right now, and you can barely make the minimum payments, right? I'd like to personally recommend a company called DebtHelper.com. DebtHelper.com is a licensed and insured nonprofit debt management agency. They can help cut your interest rates by as much as 50% and lower your monthly payments, saving you thousands of dollars in finance charges on your credit card bills. DebtHelper.com does not lend money. DebtHelper's program could have you paying off your credit card debt in full in a three to five year period. Call DebtHelper.com right now for your free confidential consultation today. 866 O.J. Simpson parole hearing coming up. And, uh, well, you heard Jim Murray of Inside Edition. He's uh, pretty much predicting that O.J. will be sprung. And, you know, they have all, all these factors. You know, how long were you in? Or, you know, were you a good guy behind bars? Do you have any criminal convictions? No, he didn't have any. Kind of an ironic point. Uh, wondering what your take, though, is uh, how would you react if you saw O.J. Simpson on the street? No, really, I mean, would you sort of shun him as a pariah? Would you shake his hand if he extended his hand? How would you react? Do you think he should be out? You know, do you believe in the payback syndrome? Our number, 818-818-6401. That's 818-818-6401. Or tweet us at at CRN Digital Talk, at CRN Digital Talk. I've got to tell you my take on it. I think this guy deserved a whole lot more than nine years behind bars. And you can say it's payback. You can say he was found not guilty. But a jury found him responsible for killing two human beings. And if this parole board is going to take into account his age and his sex and, and you know, whether he was a good guy behind bars, why can't they take into effect, into account, the whole guy? Ironically, of course, he's going to be on camera. He's in Lovelock, Nevada. He's in prison up there. Jim Murray, who's going to be in Nevada covering this, tells us that the parole board is actually going to be in the capital, Carson City. So they're going to be looking at him on TV. And, of course, the irony is he was born for the camera. I mean, the guy's telegenic, football star, pitchman, actor. The coverage of the murder investigation with the low-speed chase, worldwide coverage. And then, of course, the murder trial. Everybody was obsessed with. And then... 
In Las Vegas, there he was again on camera. He was on the surveillance camera striding through the casino with his guys, as he called them. A few of them were packing heat. He claims he, he didn't know about it. And, of course, the irony is he never would have even been charged with the robbery of his stuff, his memorabilia, in that Las Vegas hotel room, but for the fact that the guy who set up the meeting had a little micro cassette tape recorder running just so we could set the record straight. He wondered if maybe it would be important to know who said what, how it went down, and but for that tape that revealed the menacing, angry O.J. Simpson and his friends, references to guns, but for that tape, you can bet what would have happened is the victims would have complained to the cops. O.J. would have said, we don't know what he's talking about. There weren't any guns. I just showed up with my guys because it is indisputably my stuff and they never would have charged him. But they did charge. So now, nine years later, he's served his time. The parole board supposedly is only supposed to consider O.J.'s Las Vegas robbery, the crime for which he is currently serving. Is it possible for them to ignore the famous murder case, though? There's an old saying among trial lawyers. You can't toss a skunk into the jury box and tell the jury not to smell it. That's exactly what we do. you got a trial going along. It's been going on for weeks. Something slips in, uh, you know, and there's an objection. Objection, Your Honor. And the judge says, sustained. I instruct the jury to disregard the fact that you just heard that this guy uh, was a cannibal for a decade. Well, good luck. You can't ignore it. You can't not smell the skunk. Here is the ultimate prejudicial fact. This board, parole board in Nevada, cannot unknow. They cannot unsee the fact that O.J. Simpson killed two people, that a civil jury said he killed two people and awarded $33 million. And yet, based on what we're hearing so far, uh, the recommendation of the parole board a few months ago identifying him as a low-risk offender, they are probably prepared to put him out on the street. You know, if he gets back out on the street, my prediction is that O.J. Simpson is not going to try to keep his life private. He is going to revert to exactly what he did before. And you know what he's going to probably do? He's probably going to go for a reality show. He will not be able to resist staying in the public eye. You remember after the civil case, when he was such a pariah, he was out there making videos, working on media projects, partying. A reality show would be Absolutely irresistible. OJ 3.0, life after Love not Love Lock, Nevada. And people are not going to know how to react. I'll tell you a personal experience I had. I was covering the, uh, the Las Vegas trial uh, from 2008 when he was found uh, guilty. And a client of mine showed up, uh, and she was uh, there in Vegas for a conference, and she knew I was covering the trial. And she said, hey, can you get me in? Can you get me uh, a, a ticket to, to uh, a pass to see the trial? I said, sure. So I got her in. She watched a few hours of the trial, O.J. Simpson sitting there in his fancy suit. She comes out, and I'd made arrangements to meet her, you know, about 4 o'clock at the end of the day. She comes out. We're chatting. I should tell you she's attractive, petite, blonde, looked a little bit like Nicole. You know what happened? O.J. strides right up to us and says, Oh, hi, my name's O.J. Simpson. It reaches his hand out. He wasn't talking to me. He was hitting on my client. O.J. Simpson is going to be hitting on the world. He's going to be saying to himself, I'm back. I've served my time, for those of you who think I did anything wrong. So let's party. Get ready for it, folks. All right, Royal Oaks going to be back talking about Donald Trump Jr. Stay with us. We'll be back on CRN with the Royal Oak Show. You're experiencing pain, back pain, shoulder, elbow, or hand pain, pain from a sports injury. If so, schedule a visit with Dr. Michael Sheps, the leading expert in laser therapy for pain management. Call 310-873-4422 or go to drsheps.com. Experience Epic-T, the breakthrough laser therapy system that Dr. Sheps developed to make you pain-free in less time. Laser therapy is a non-invasive, safe, and effective in-office procedure that penetrates deep into your skin without damaging 
massaging the tissue. It perfectly targets areas of pain to promote fast, natural healing. Relax your muscles, ease muscle spasms, joint stiffness, and arthritis pain while increasing blood circulation. For over 25 years, Dr. Sheps has helped Olympic athletes and sports enthusiasts alike get back in the game. Schedule your visit with Dr. Sheps at his Brentwood office in California. Call 310-873-4422 or visit drsheps.com. That's drsheps.com, 310-873-4422. How old are you? 25, 35, 50 or older? If you have pain, we can help. Do your knees hurt? Ow. Let me ask you again. Are your knees killing you? Oh, yeah. Are they ever? What about your back? When you bend over, does it feel like this? Mm. How about when you get out of bed in the morning? If you're like me, your knees and back feel like this. Oh, that hurts. I found a company called the Pain Relief Hotline. They specialize in ways to treat your knee, back, and neck pain without surgery or taking medications. The good news is if you have insurance, you may have little or no cost or out-of-pocket expense. I've used them. It works. Call the Pain Relief Hotline now for free information. 800-309-2677. 800-309-2677. Call now. 800-309-2677. That's 800-309-2677. Hey, Lorraine, do you realize that your mother, my mother-in-law, Chef Maria, has been serving Las Vegas since 1949? Yes, I do, Dennis. That's when she first met Howard Hughes, who fell in love with her cooking. And in 1955, she opened her first restaurant on Fremont Street. Yes, dear. And another great customer was Liberace. Wow. Then in 1962, while Frank Sinatra and the Rat Pack were causing global excitement on the Las Vegas Strip, your family opened their second restaurant. And in 19 in 1972, Elvis Presley began electrifying Las Vegas audiences and eating in our restaurant. You know, Lorraine, this is quite a town. There's only one Las Vegas. And there's only one bootlegger Italian bistro. Folks, when you're in Las Vegas, come visit us. We'll make you feel like you're part of our family. The bootlegger Italian bistro, conveniently located at 7700 Las Vegas Boulevard, South Strip. Visit our website at www.bootleggerlasvegas.com. Take a look inside your personal mirror. Are you living your most amazing life possible? Are you feeling stuck, miserable, or unsure? You don't have to settle. Nothing is more important than your life. It's yours. You only have one, and you deserve to make the most of it. Help is just a phone call away. You now have your own personal, psychic, intuitive life coach. Got a question on your financial situation? Your job? Having a love or relationship issue you need help with? Do you want to explore your destiny and life path? Our gifted, intuitive, psychic coaches can identify root issues, access your key problems, and formulate a plan to help you move confidently in the direction of your dreams. Live an amazing life. Now, everyone needs someone to talk to. Call the Psychic Life Helpline today. 800-659-1091. 800-659-1091. 800-659-1091. That's 800-659-1091. Welcome back to the Royal Oak Show. Welcome back, Royal Oak Show host and uh, Donald Jr. Is he going to prison? Oh, maybe, maybe he should be executed. If you listen to Tim Kaine, I'm not going to say Tim Kaine's a sore loser, but uh, you know he was vice president uh, candidate with Hillary and senator there from Virginia. Um, and he was interviewed the other day, and, and I don't know if it was the reporter who egged him on or if it was Tim Kaine's idea, but the T word came up: treason. Treason, really? <laughs> treason is where you give aid and comfort to the enemy. Uh, it's a special deal. It's right there in the Constitution. Uh, you've got to have at least two witnesses. You can't have just one person making something, something up. You have to have two people either making something up or not. Uh, and, yes, you may be executed. So is Tim Kaine really saying that Donald Jr. Uh, should be executed? Is he really saying he committed treason? Well, let's, uh, let's go to the law. Okay, the big legal question is whether Don Jr., or anybody associated with the Trump campaign, violated federal election law. So what does federal election law say about what happened in New York in June 2016? Well, the law says you can't take money from foreign people or foreign countries and 
you can't take anything of value. Okay, so you can't take cashola, and you can't take anything of value from foreign countries or foreign people. So that leads to the issue. Is dirt of value? We know it's not money. Is dirt of value, meaning is opposition research of value? Well, some people say, you bet, it's huge. You know, the opposition research, that, that could turn the tide. That could dictate the outcome of the election. Donald Jr. and his supporters, of course, will no doubt say there was nothing there. It was just gobbledygook by the Russian lawyer. Now, election law also says it's a felony to knowingly solicit or accept things of value from foreign people or governments. And this is where the rubber meets the road. Did Donald Jr. violate the law that says it's a felony to knowingly solicit or accept things of value from foreign people or governments? Now, the bad thing for Donald Jr. is that we know about these emails that went to him before the June 2016 meeting with the Russian lady lawyer that suggested that mm, she had the Russian government's participation in assembling this information that would help Trump beat Hillary. Now, does that add up to a felony for Don Jr.? I don't think so. Give me a break. He was approached, and there was nothing there after the approach. And do you know why he was approached? The whole background about this Russian adoption issue was just a hissy fit being thrown by Putin. So let me explain. Obama was mad at Putin because of Putin's human rights abuses. And so Obama is feeling kind of powerless. He, you know, he can't blow up the Kremlin. And so what did Obama do? He engineered a law in the United States that says, guess what? All of Putin's pals are going to have their assets frozen, and they're not going to be able to travel around the world. To the extent we have anything to do with it, and we have some, some muscle and some flexibility in terms of freezing assets and stopping people from traveling, we are going to stop people affiliated with Putin from getting their money and traveling around the world. And Obama's attitude was, this will get him. This will get Putin's attention, and he will come hat in hand to the White House and say, okay, Mr. President, you got me. You've really put a, a crimp in the style of my, my fancy friends, so let's talk turkey and let's work out some compromises on human, uh, human rights. That was the idea. So Putin is totally angry about what Obama has done. And so what does he do in response? Putin gets rid of the law that facilitated the adoption of Russian children, infants, by Americans because he wants to pay back Obama for what he's done to him. So Obama and Putin are, are locking heads here. So Putin had this lawyer who wanted to lobby the federal government to get rid of these restrictions on Putin's friends being able to travel and freezing their assets. And what they wanted to do was have a meeting with Donald Trump Jr. to try to get him on the right path to get rid of this terrible rule that restricted Putin's friends. That was her agenda. But the, the loss leader, the, the enticement to come to the meeting was, oh, uh, we've got some dirt. We've got some evidence of illegal campaign contributions to Hillary Clinton that we want to tell you about. And so Donald Jr. sends back an email and says, hey, if, if, you, if what you say is true, I love it. Yeah, let's have the meeting. So he shows up. Uh, Kushner, Jared Kushner, the, the son-in-law of Donald Trump, shows up. Paul Manafort, the guy that has all these Russian tentacle connections, shows up. And apparently, according to the people who were there, Manafort spent the whole time on his iPhone, you know, fiddling with, with emails and so on, wasn't paying any attention. Bottom line... This lady lawyer from Moscow has absolutely nothing of value. Opposition research, evidence of, of Hillary Clinton to taking illegal contributions. Apparently, there was the barest level of detail that was of no use at all. And so apparently Don Jr. says to her, what am I supposed to do with this? And her answer was... Well, you're going to have to research it. Oh, well, thanks a lot. And apparently now in the last day or two, we're learning that she brought along with her a lobbyist, a guy who is now an American. He used to be a, a Russian, and, and he was involved in the Russian intelligence community. And he, too, was pitching the idea that there might be something of value. We might be able to help you out. But the fact is, there was no there there. So 
Do you really think Donald Jr. is going to be executed for taking this meeting in New York? No, no. Treason doesn't always involve capital punishment, but it can. So let's take that off the table. Is it, is it really true that Donald Jr. committed the felony of knowingly soliciting or accepting things of value from foreign people or governments? You saw all of the op-ed pieces by various uh, lawyers who, who, or professors of law this week weighing in on the question of whether or not it really was something of value, the idea that they might have some dirt on Hillary. And the consensus seems to be, no, what happens is when people violate this rule against taking good stuff from foreign countries that want to influence American elections, you're talking about funneling cash. You're not talking about somebody dangling the prospect of, gee, I might have something on Hillary Clinton, and then it turns out it wasn't there at all. You know, in a way, in a way, the, the worst thing about this whole episode might be the fact that Robert Mueller, the special counsel, has taken very careful notes about Donald Trump going on television and talking about this. I don't know why in the world Donald Trump Jr. wouldn't listen to his lawyers. I'm sure his attorney said, you don't want to go on Hannity. You know that the federal prosecutors are going to be paying attention to absolutely everything that comes up. So, Ixnay just clam up. Well, he couldn't resist, and neither could his dad. His dad actually went on a television and started talking about the episode. And the more he talks, the more the contradictory stories come out. I don't know if you heard the news today, but Donald Trump initially said, well, no, I didn't know anything about this June 2016 meeting in New York City that Don Jr. Uh, and Kushner and Manafort had with the Russian lady lawyer. But now he's saying, well, maybe I did hear about it at some point. Once again, Robert Mueller is taking notes. The fact that Trump can't just shut up about this really is his downfall. I mean, just think about it. All Donald Trump had to do when he took over in January was say to Mr. Comey, head of the FBI, gosh, thank you so much for your service. You did such a tremendous job. Last year was rough, you know, your July 2016 press conference talking all about Hillary and then deciding at the end of the press conference, well, I'm not going to recommend charging her anyway. And then later in October, you came out with a very interesting revelation 10 days before the election that, oh, my gosh, I'm reopening the Hillary investigation. You know, some people say that kind of turned the tide against Hillary. It was a, a kind of a roller coaster year. We think we want to go in a new direction. But thank you so much for your service. That's all he had to do. And Comey would be history. Instead, he goes through this weird dance about having Comey into the White House, along with Jeff Sessions and all the rest of the people, and, and talking, and at the end of the meeting saying to everybody, all right, get out, I want to talk with Comey privately. Oh, okay, that's interesting. And he goes through then the song and dance about how, gee, you know, my guy Flynn, he, he's, he's a good guy. I hope you can see your way clear to dropping the investigation. Kind of vague. But, you know, it's sort of suggestive that he wants to interfere with the FBI investigation. Why did he have to do that as opposed to simply dismissing Comey? But then, but wait, there's more, as they say on television. Then Donald Trump can't resist. He goes on TV with Lester Holt, the NBC anchor. And Lester says, hey, what's the deal, you know, with Comey? And he says, oh, I decided to fire Comey even before I got the letter from Rod Rosenstein saying that Comey really screwed up in 2016, he ought to be fired. I decided to fire him because of the Russian investigation. But wait, there's more. Then Trump is in the Oval Office meeting with a Russian official, and he's talking about why he got rid of Comey. And he says, I got rid of him to stop the pressure of the Russian investigation. He's a nut job. I'm so glad that that Russia thing is going to go away. All of this trouble that Trump brought on himself is a result of him just blabbing. All he had to do was do what he wanted to do without giving his ridiculous, inconsistent explanations. And the bottom line, of course, is now you have a grizzled veteran prosecutor in Robert Mueller who is watching what everybody says and is actually going to be considering prosecutions of people based on obstruction of justice, based on interference with the election last year. 
And ask yourself, when was the last time there was a special prosecutor who didn't insist on going after at least a few scalps? Go back to Watergate in the 70s, Leon Jaworski, and all of the other guys that were going after the Watergate, uh, Watergate burglars. They came back with convictions. Move into the 80s, the Iran-Contra prosecutors. They came back with convictions. Move into the 90s with Bill Clinton and all of Mike Espy, the Secretary of Agriculture, and Bill Clinton himself. He, Ken Starr went after him for, for almost a decade. All of these special prosecutors, it's kind of like if you go to a surgeon, you're going to get cut on, okay? If you interact with a special prosecutor, you're going to get prosecuted. They are not going to set up their office and pay the salaries and buy the legal pads and work for five years unless they are going to get some scalps. So you can bet that somebody's head is going to roll in this situation. The question, bringing it back to the Donald Jr. deal, is, is it going to be the head of Donald Trump? Is Donald Trump, the president, going to be exposed as a result of what his son is, has done? Uh, a simply amazing, almost unbelievable series of events. But again, Robert Mueller is paying very careful attention to all of that. Next week, we are not only going to get some information about O.J. Simpson uh, and also information about the issue of Donald Trump Jr., but we're going to get a lot of interesting information on the Obamacare front. We are going to see the United States Senate considering an alternative version of reforming and repealing Obamacare. And what's happening now is that the fog is actually starting to lift. Nobody really understands reforming Obamacare, much better than people understood the, the Obamacare Act when it was initially uh, passed, when they were manhandled by Nancy Pelosi to vote for it without reading it. Uh, but after months of mud wrestling about this, we do know a couple of things about Obamacare. Number one, it's in a death spiral. You can't be spending more money than you take in. It's bad enough for if it happens one or two years, but when the trend is bigger and bigger claims and lower premiums, that's your death spiral right there. And the reason you get that result is pretty simple. At the end of the year, the insurance company looks at the ledger and says, hmm, that's interesting. Look at this, Clem. We took in $10 million in premiums, but the claims were $20 million. So next year, to avoid going broke, We've got to take in $20 million in premiums because the premiums have to cover the claims or else you got a business. You're broke. So out go the premium notices. Your premiums have doubled, folks. Have a nice day. So what happens when that happens? Well, the healthy folks say, hasta la vista. We're out of here. And the sick folks say, well, you know, double isn't bad. I'm in a coma half the time anyway. It's actually kind of a bargain. And so guess what? What happens in the next year? The next year, the insurance company says, Good Lord, Clem, we took in $20 million in premiums, but the claims went to $40 million. What the hell? How'd that happen? Well, well, sir, you see, that's because only really sick people are buying our product. And so it goes. That, ladies and gentlemen, is the death spiral. And that's why Obamacare is on life support. So how do you reform it? Well, after conducting, what, 50 or 60 idiotic votes, the Republicans over the last five or six years voted endlessly to repeal Obamacare when they had absolutely no chance of that happening because they knew Obama would veto the repeal. And they didn't have two-thirds majorities to overrule the veto. So what do you know? The Republicans finally have the ability to get rid of Obamacare because they have a president who will happily sign the bill that repeals Obamacare. But they can't bring themselves to do it. You know why? Well, some of them are scared to death of voters saying, oh my gosh, you took away free stuff and you gave it to us and now you can't take it away. That's one group of people. Another group of people is like Rand Paul, who is such a libertarian, he absolutely refuses to approve any kind of governmental medical program. Why is it that the Congress, men and women, are afraid to say to voters, hey, have you thought this through? Obamacare forced you to buy insurance that you didn't want at ridiculous prices. If we repeal that law, what did you think was going to happen in terms of the number of people being covered? Everyone is freaking out at the idea of tens of millions of people losing coverage. They're losing coverage that they didn't want, that they were forced to buy because the government says 
You have to buy it or else. Isn't it sensible to recognize that you don't want to be forced to do something you don't want to do? Instead, how about going back to the old-fashioned, buy whatever insurance you want to buy, and if you need help, we will give it to you. And by the way, let me explain the death spiral to you. We need our politicians with the courage to say, let's choose freedom for you and avoid the rigors of single payer, meaning socialized medicine, where you stand in line for three years, and when you get to the head of the line, there's low-quality medicine, just like the DMV, just like the IRS, and just like the VA. This is Royal Oaks. Stay with us. We'll be back on CRN with the Royal Oaks Show. Hey, Fred Dreyer and I are really enjoying Blue Apron. Blue Apron, the number one fresh ingredient and recipe delivery service in the country. They deliver the food. They give you the recipes. Everything is fresh. It's uh, sourced fresh. It's all great, wonderful cooking. You go out and spend 30 bucks or more going to dinner, 10 bucks a person, and you dine with your family. Go and make the meals together. It's affordable, as I said, about 10 bucks a person per meal. It's uh, It's got variety. It, you can customize recipe. It's easy. It's guaranteed. And here's the special deal. You can get your first three meals free with free shipping if you go to their website. That's blueapron.com forward slash dryer, D-R-Y-E-R. Again, your first three meals free. You get free shipping. Just go to blueapron.com forward slash dryer, D-R-Y-E-R. You'll love the way it's how good it is. It feels good. It tastes good. It's blueapron.com forward slash dryer, D-R-Y-E-R. Blueapron.com forward slash dryer. Check it out today. Credit cards are sure fun to use, perhaps a little addicting, and they kind of make you feel rich. Well, if you're like most Americans, you've got over five maxed out credit cards in your pocket right now, and you can barely make the minimum payments, right? I'd like to personally recommend a company called DebtHelper.com. DebtHelper.com is a licensed and insured nonprofit debt management agency. They can help cut your interest rates by as much as 50% and lower your monthly payments, saving you thousands of dollars in finance charges on your credit card bills. DebtHelper.com does not lend money. DebtHelper's program could have you paying off your credit card debt in full in a three to five year period. Call DebtHelper.com right now for your free confidential consultation today. 866-706-3328-866-706-3328. You experience pain, back pain, shoulder, elbow, or hand pain, pain from a sports injury. If so, schedule a visit with Dr. Michael Sheps, the leading expert in laser therapy for pain management. Call 310-873-4422 or go to drsheps.com. Experience Epic T, the breakthrough laser therapy system that Dr. Sheps developed to make you pain-free in less time. Laser therapy is a non-invasive, safe, and effective in-office procedure that penetrates deep into your skin without damaging the tissue. It perfectly targets areas of pain to promote fast, natural healing. Relax your muscles, ease muscle spasms, joint stiffness, and arthritis pain while increasing blood circulation. For over 25 years, Dr. Sheps has helped Olympic athletes and sports enthusiasts alike get back in the game. Schedule your visit with Dr. Sheps at his Brentwood office in California. Call 310-873-4422 or visit drsheps.com. That's D-R-S-H-E-P-S.com, 310-873-4422. Welcome back to the Royal Oak Show. So here on the Royal Oak Show, we like to uh, keep you up to date on our very interesting legal system. You know, everybody's heard about the lady who got three million bucks for the uh, spilled hot coffee at McDonald's. Well, uh, the hits keep on coming. Now, if you're on a jury... And the guy's uh, suing, and he says, oh, my gosh, I was in the ambulance. I, I, I was all disoriented. I was headed for the hospital. I was strapped in, and next thing you know, I'm, I'm out on the street. And, you know, I banged my head up. It was terrible. I want, I want a million dollars in damage. You, you might be a little tempted to vote for the guy, but let me give you the details. Staten Island man, he had a little too much to drink. Yalgini uh, uh, Kralkin, he's 54. He was kind of loaded up on cognac and wine after having some family issues. 
Had a few cocktails at home, takes the bus to a hookah lounge where he took some more drinks, and uh, he makes it back to his own neighborhood somehow, but people realize um, Yao Gini is not doing well, so they call an ambulance. Okay, so the ambulance comes in, uh, and they find him, you know, the driver sees him sitting on the ground. Uh, he hasn't been injured, but he's very, uh, you know, very unsteady. He's a long-haul trucker. Thank goodness he wasn't on uh, on his shift. A uh, couple of cops have to show up. He's very uncooperative. They load him into the ambulance. On the way to the hospital, he's able to unbuckle the straps on his stretcher. He opens the door of the ambulance, and he jumps out of the moving ambulance, and he lands on the concrete of the street where he is found unconscious. This is all laid out in technicolor in his lawsuit. He, he did escape even though an emergency medical technician was sitting in the back of the ambulance with him. Maybe he was, you know, playing World of Warcraft on his iPad or something. So according to the lawyer, you know, you really should have stopped my poor guy. It was a poor choice for him to consume that much alcohol. I'll grant you that. But as human beings, we make poor choices. They failed to care for him because he was in no state to have any motor skills or make any decisions. He suffered multiple facial fractures and a brain bleed. And so he's suing the city of New York, the fire department of New York, and the EMTs who allowed him to, uh, to sneak out. So guess what? You know, a, a jury in Staten Island is going to be deciding this. Who knows? Uh, you, may, you may be on the jury, may, may get a chance to, uh, to decide his fate. The other fascinating case that uh, came out of Texas recently I want to tell you about was uh, about a granny with a, a really bizarre low-speed chase. She's 81 years old. She decides she wants a, a cup of coffee. Well, she's a little disoriented, kind of like our Russian friend in Staten Island, and so she starts driving in the wrong direction. Actually, this was reported on Inside Edition. We should have talked to our friend Jim Murray about it. So she's driving in the wrong direction there in Texas on the highway. So the cops pull her over. They tell her, put the car in park, ma'am, turn the engine off, unlock the door. And she decides, maybe she saw it on TV, I don't know, I'm out of here. And so she guns it. She takes off. The cops screaming at her, don't drive off. When they finally stop her again, they deflate her tires. They shatter her window. Uh, now, I don't think they treat low-speed chase people here in Los Angeles that badly, but Grandma, they went after her. So she gets out of the car, and she sits down on the road because of her bad knees, and she says, I was just trying to find a place to have a cup of coffee. And the cop says, why didn't you just open the door when I knocked on the window back there? She says, why? It's my car, it's my life, it's my everything. So she's kind of a feisty octogenarian. And the cop says, I know, but when you're driving the way you are, you're endangering other people's lives. So she was taken into custody, but she was never handcuffed because of her age, of course. She was photographed for her mugshot. She spent 14 hours in jail before her son bailed out. Now, here's my prediction. She's got a get-out-of-jail-free card. Her daughter-in-law, Becky, has told the press, oh, she had heard stories about people that weren't cops pulling people over. She was frightened. She told us she was afraid they were trying to steal her car. So they're going to take her car keys away. But ladies and gentlemen, I'm betting this lady is never going to see the inside of the Gray Bar Hotel. Hey, ladies and gentlemen, thank you for joining us on this inaugural edition of the Royal Oak Show. Thanks to Mike Horn. Thanks to Steve Syatt. You have a great week, and we'll see you back here next weekend. Are you tired of hearing your favorite talk radio show sound like this? What if you could hear your favorite shows in crystal clear, high-definition digital sound? Well, with CRN Digital Talk Radio's six channels of high-definition radio, you can now hear all of your favorite hosts like you've never heard them before in CRN HD. The difference is amazing. Catch your favorite political hosts like Dennis Prager, Tom Hartman, Barry Farber, and so many more. Entertainment and lifestyle programming like the Robert Conrad Show, the What's Cooking Show, and the What's Cooking on Wine Show, all in true CRN HD audio. Sports, business, travel, food, wine, politics, there is something for everyone, and it's all available in CRN High Definition Sound. Log on to www.crntalk for listings and information on all your favorite shows. That's www.crntalk.com.